0: Oh my goodness, during that podcast review, something quite dramatic happened here in the Auckland studios. Don't panic, anyone. Uh, You just have to be careful using that sort of language in this day and age. All that happened is someone brought a penny farthing into the studio, but it was exciting for me. He's here for the Collector's Corner. And today I have the pleasure of welcoming Shane Price, sometimes known as the bicycle chap to the Auckland studio. Shane collects bicycles and cycling cycling memorabilia. And I believe this may be the first time a guest has biked to their RNZ interview on a penny-farthing bicycle. How are you, sir?
1: I'm doing great. Thank you very
0: much. Wow, you must really att- attract some attention on that thing.
1: Yeah, it's been an interesting ride through uh, the main streets of Auckland, that's for sure.
0: Where did you come from today?
1: Uh, today I've just come from the far end of Ponsonby
0: Road. So <laughs> a fairly short ride in here, uh, but, uh, you know. Man, you have to watch some of those hills, wouldn't you?
1: Yeah, coming down the hills is a bit hair-raising. There was a bit of a shower as I came through K Road, so that was entertaining.
0: <laughs> yeah, I imagine going up the hill would be even trickier.
1: Oh, going up the hill was great. Lunch break, all the construction workers, fist pumps, wolf whistles I got the whole,
0: <laughs> the whole caboodle. Now, I've never seen a penny farthing up close before. Um, first of all, can I get you to describe it for people? I think most people can probably picture it, but what are we looking at here?
1: So the Penny Farthing is one of the very first bicycles that came out. The front wheel is about, let's say, about a metre and a half, so about shoulder height for most people. The back wheel is quite a lot smaller, like a little kid's bike. The seat's up above the front wheel, pedals are connected through there, and the handlebars turn everything around. Yeah,
0: I hadn't pictured it being this big.
1: Yeah, so this this is what we call a 54-inch wheel. So it's about standard for most of the bikes. They did come bigger. They also came a
0: whole lot smaller, so. uh-huh. and this is before they started using a chain to propel bikes. Yes, yep, mm.
1: before the chains and before pneumatic tyres. So it's got solid rubber tyres.
0: <laughs> How hard is it to ride?
1: Well, once you're up there, it's like riding a bike. It's mm. not too difficult. The hardest thing is your the power of your mind. So to jump off the ground to get up into the seat is the most frightening part of it. Yeah. Once you're up there. Your bike's rolling. You're, you're living the dream.
0: Would well, you say 54 inches and the seat's a bit higher than that? So, so really, basically like your, your bottom's got to be five feet off the ground almost. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Yep, like, like a shoulder ride. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that's just one of your bikes?
1: That's just one of my bikes.
0: How many do you think you have?
1: I have around about 90 bicycles. Come on. Yeah, nine zero. It's quite a lot.
0: This is definitely my favourite collection yet. No offence to our previous interviewees. Um, 90 bicycles. How did you get started?
1: Oh, Years ago, um, I was lucky enough to be born in that perfect generation, that mid-70s. So as I got older, um, BMX racing started happening. So I got into the early realms of BMX racing. BMX Bandits. BMX Bandits was big.
0: Steel riders. Yep.
1: And then mountain biking sort of made a a bit of a hit right at that peak time. And then... I sort of went a bit crazy with the mountain bikes, got a, a few damages with trees jumping out in front yeah. of me in the forest and things, so I thought that was a bit crazy. And then luckily my parents have always had a big collection of old interesting cars and motorbikes and things and I was drawn to the bicycles. So I slowly started picking up a few interesting bikes.
0: That's when it becomes a collection, right, when you have more bikes than you're currently riding.
1: I guess so, yes. Yeah. Yep. I can quite proudly say, though, that I have ridden every one of my bikes.
0: Uh-huh. So, and, and so there's some genetic component here as well because your parents obviously like collecting older things. Yes. Uh-huh. yep. Can you talk me through some of your favourites? Favourite bikes? Yeah.
1: Well, you, you can't go past the penny farthing, obviously. That's, that's a big draw card. Yeah. The smiles that
0: it gives to people on yeah. their faces and things is great. Um, Does it take much um, maintenance, much upkeep?
1: Not a lot. There's a little bit of grease in the headset and a little bit of things on the wheels. And that's, you know, the spokes come loose occasionally. Yeah. The big thing is I I just really enjoy riding them, you know. So, yeah, just jump on and ride.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, What else have you got?
1: So I've got uh, a reproduction of a very early Kirkpatrick Macmillan. So that would have been originally built in 1839. Um, They say that was the first self-propelled bicycle. So that's a, a big wooden bike that's got treadles that go back and forth to propel it down the road. Um, and that's just beautiful. Um, that, was, that was built by my father um, very, very precisely to the original plans and things. So it's, it's a beautiful bike.
0: Does that predate the Penny Farthing?
1: Predates the Penny Farthing. Mm. So Penny Farthing is step number four on the evolution of the bicycle. Um, so I'm lucky enough to have pretty much a complete history of the bike. So I go right back to the very <laughs> first bike, so the Drayzine 1817, and then step my way all the way through.
0: Where do you keep them all?
1: Um, I, I have a couple of bicycles in my lounge. I have uh, quite a big entranceway to my house where they're all kind of set up like a museum. <laughs> they're all scattered in, in lots of places throughout the, the house and downstairs.
0: Do you live with anybody else? Uh, no. Okay. No.
1: Yeah, that's. <laughs> that could be the reason, right? <laughs> uh, what are you saying, Jesse?
0: <laughs> well, it just, yeah, it means there's no one impeding your uh, choice to keep your bikes everywhere on your property. Yes. Um, and has the collection stopped yet?
1: No. No, 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 I'm still sort of collecting. I, I got gifted another beautiful bike for my collection just a couple of weeks ago, um, an HMX 500. So the beautiful, bright yellow HMX 500 has just sort of hit my collection. And
0: that's a, that's vintage in a way, And that if you grow up during the 80s, it means a lot to you, right? It yes. doesn't, doesn't need to be something from the 1880s. That's right,
1: that's right. It, it all tells part of that story. It's all part of why we collect to keep it all as a as a unit, as a as a book.
0: So what is it that you love about bikes, and what is it that drives you to collect them?
1: I love the bike because it's the freedom. So it gives me the freedom to be able to go out and, and do things. That um, paid my bills for a number of years. I was, I was a professional penny farthing rider for <laughs> 15 years. Yeah. Um, via, when I was living in Christchurch with the likes of the Christchurch Bicycle Band, um, I worked out at Ferrymead doing shows for the kids, little school productions and things. Santa parades, um, just being able to get them out and display them is, is really
0: big. It's rewarding for you, for people to oh. enjoy what you've collected, what you've found. It's,
1: yep. I mean, a lot of people say our collections, we're only the curators. We're only looking after them for the next people. Hmm. So if I can help share that, then that's the best part about it.
0: This is an original Penny Farthing?
1: No, this, this bike was um, made by a, a wonderful man, Robin Willen, down in Christchurch, probably about 24. 25 years ago yeah yeah
0: and do vintage bikes come up for sale very often they do yeah yep um, Tr- trade not, me is that what we're talking about
1: trade me a little bit mainly through other avenues like a lot of the old guys that have got them and stuff sort of know where the collectors are and stuff <laughs> so it's, it's, it's <laughs> they know who to call been in that inner circle yeah yeah
0: and you have a bit of a life and bikes outside your collection as well i understand yeah
1: Yes, I spend most of my time working on bikes. So I run, at the moment, the Henderson Bike Hub for Eco Matters, which is a little community space where we teach people how to fix their bikes and, mm. and look after and maintain their bikes.
0: How do I get my brakes to stop squeaking?
1: Are they disc brakes or are they pad disc brake? brakes? Disc brakes, yeah. Disc brakes. Well, it's a contamination of oil. So the best thing is to take them off, give them a really good clean and try and put them back together.
0: Okay, thank you. Um, very good. I really like this. Uh, it's once once seen, it's hard not to imagine uh, imagine not falling in love with one of these penny farthings. It's a really beautiful machine, isn't it?
1: It sure is.
0: It takes up m- most of the studio. Um, great work. Nice to have you in today. Thanks so much for telling us about your collection.
1: Thank you very
0: much. Shane Price is a bike collector. He's been in for collectors' corner. Um, I don't suppose there's a gallery of your bikes anywhere online.
1: Um, via Instagram, the bicycle chap. I the will... bicycle chap. The bicycle
0: chap. Yes. Okay. Thank you. If you're on Instagram, the bicycle chap, and you can take a look at what we're talking about. I've also taken a short video of this uh, penny farthing in the studio, so that'll be popping up possibly on the RNZ TikTok or one of our channels over the next couple of days.